right, moving on into verse 4 of John as we're working our way through the first chapter. So let's go ahead and cover verses 4 and 5 today. And they're going to be tied closely to the end of verse 3. So I'm going to read through 1 all the way through verse 5 here. So John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is a really good part here, as we're coming to the close of the first little section of John, uh, we get to see that in Jesus, uh, he's the one that we've been talking about this whole time, is the life and is the light. And so in that beginning of verse four there, in him was life and the life was the light of men. And so yesterday we talked about in verse three that Jesus was the agent, the means of all creation, and that all things were made through him and for him, and now and that he's given us all life. And so now we see especially calling out that in him was this life, and the life was the light of men. And so each and every one of us owe our life and our very existence to Jesus, to God, uh, this definitely comes to uh, remind me of Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse like 15 through 17. He is the image of the invisible God. So the he there is talking still about Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And so we see there, we're reminded again, that it is through and for Jesus that all things are created. And that as the greater, he has all authority over all everyone so he's the king of kings the lord of lords all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to him uh, and so being the one with all authority he then rules and governs us and gives us our very life and so he gives us that life that we have today our physical life uh, the reason that we woke up this morning and are breathing right now but also our eternal life so we know that after this life, there is one that is coming that will be for eternity. And so all humans are going to be resurrected after they die in this life. And through that resurrection, they will either go the way of life or the way of death. And the way of life is to be with Christ for all eternity in heaven, worshiping and glorifying him. On the way of death is facing God's just wrath. So we know that we've all broken God's law and are deserving of facing God's wrath. 
and that it is just, it is right that he gives that wrath onto all of us. Uh, but we also know that there is one who will stand in our place and who can take that wrath from God so that we can stand before God as righteous, as pure, as holy. We can stand before God without fear of condemnation, about fear of facing that wrath. And the one who can stand there uh, and take that wrath in our place is Jesus Christ. And so he is the one who can take that eternal wrath and that eternal damnation from us so that we can be given eternal life and eternal joyous life in heaven, worshiping and serving him for all eternity. So it's through Christ as the creator, the agent, and the sustainer of all things that we're given our physical life and the possibility of our eternal life. Um, so that's just what's so exciting about that beginning part of this verse here, that in him was life, both the physical and the spiritual life. All things are through Jesus Christ. And then it moves on to say that this life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And so this is where we see the contrast between light and dark. Uh, the beginning of verse 1 says, In the beginning, which reminds us of Genesis 1.1, In the beginning, God, God created. Uh, and now we see again uh, Jesus giving the light, and the light will not be overcome by the darkness. And so that then reminds us again of Genesis 1. Uh, in Genesis 1 verse uh, 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. So this verse starts to draw back to the creation account, draws back to the distinction between day and night, light and dark, uh, light being good, dark being bad, light being Christ and with him and the joy of our salvation and the darkness being hell and God's wrath and eternal damnation. And so we see here that this just reminds us of that distinction and the, the split there. But also, uh, it's such a beautiful part there. Uh, I like the end of verse 5 that says, And the darkness will not overcome it. Um, so we know that light always wins. So you walk into a dark room or down to a basement, you flip on the light on our basement, and uh, you can instantly see through the whole basement. If the power's out, we take a flashlight, playing hide-and-seek in a dark house, you turn on the flashlight, and the light cuts through the darkness, and you can see everything where the light shines, uh, because nothing can remain hidden from the light in the dark, because light overcomes darkness. And so we know that there's nowhere that darkness can hide and that darkness can rule and reign, because Christ and the light uh, can overcome and penetrate through it all. Uh, he, Jesus talks about this in Matthew. So in Matthew 16, verse, let's see, 
we'll pick up in uh, 17. And Jesus said to him, that's to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Revealed this being that Jesus is uh, the Messiah. But my Father who is in heaven, and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Uh, so we see that the church uh, is going to exist and that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church because the church is going out. The church is going to spread the good news everywhere. The church is going to shine the light of Jesus Christ. And that's why we go out on the street. That's why we go out on Saturdays and preach in front of the uh, abortion mills is to bring the light of the gospel, to bring the light of Christ into the dark places, to push the truth of God's law and his word and his gospel into the darkest places of this world. And one of the darkest places is where babies are being murdered by doctors and their mommies. And so that's why we go there. It's one of the darkest spots to preach and to proclaim and to shine the light of Christ there. And we know, as Jesus reminds us in Matthew 28, 18, that all authority in heaven and on earth, as we are seeing here, uh, or as we saw in the Colossians verse, that all authority in heaven and on earth and all authority is subservient to Jesus. He's the greater or the lesser. Um, so everything is subject to him, including abortion, and including those doctors who perform it and the moms who bring their babies there and so we know that one day we will see the end of abortion and we'll see the end of all sin and all guilt and all shame as christ comes to consummate his rule and reign over this world so it's something exciting something we pray about it's something that we are always eager for um, we are excited to see that day in our lifetime or in 10,000 years, whenever it comes. Uh, we will continue to preach God's good gospel and his good and perfect law until that day comes. So let's continue to read and love his Bible until that final day. All right, that wraps up today and that wraps up verses 1 through 5, which is the first little section of it. John 1.